Merry Christmas, Haley. Merry Christmas, Scott. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, I was about to say. You said it first. Well, I got you something that you've never seen before. That's your gift. Well, we have a lot of movies that I still have yet to see. Oh, this isn't a movie. It's okay. TV. I mean, there's even more TV shows that I haven't seen. From the 90s on Saturday mornings. You know I didn't have cable. On NBC. Maybe you were saved? No. By the... No! Bell! But Zach dates a homeless girl for Christmas. It's a very special episode. That's right. We watched Home for Christmas, parts one and two. No! Fuck this! Goodbye! Goodbye! From Saved by the Bell, so you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. David, do you take Patrick? Everything is going to be all right. I was thinking maybe the king and I. Uh, how about Oklahoma? I don't consider myself a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Curlin. No. Oh, you owed me one. I. I watched Death I Note. I owed you one. What did I owe you? I for? watched Death Note. Fine. This was my. This was my. I, I cashed in my chips. I had all those this tokens. Is what you cashed in your chips for? I had all. I had all those tickets, and this is my. This is what you spend it on. This is my pencil topper. I was so proud of myself, you know. I, I went years. You can't say I've that. never seen a single I watch episode. it all the time. I've you... never seen I know Zach Morris is trash, but I have never seen a single episode of Saved by the Bell. I dodged that bullet at every turn. I know you're upset, but yeah, I have to talk into the mic. At every <laughs> turn. Go. You can hear me, I am loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I worked so hard so hard harder than i ever did in high school harder than i ever did in college and i graduated summa cum laude oh i think you dropped something <laughs> anyways what did we watch say by the bell yeah you already said it what's it called the christmas episode Home for Christmas. The part- very special Christmas episode. Shouldn't it be called Homeless for Christmas? I'll be homeless for Christmas. <laughs> okay, so this was supposed to be a very special episode. And they treat... I've, I've seen... Now, l- let's just tally it up. This wasn't one episode of Saved by the Bell. This was two. This was two. I, I, now, know f- I now know how Katniss Everdeen felt. Being chosen for the Hunger Games she after all those chosen. years. She, she did such a good job. Nope. No. 
okay, yeah, like it was really a choice. Either I watch my sister get murdered on live TV or I take her place. I being the older, mature, wiser one. Is it a choice? It is not a choice. But see, that was what the first episode felt like. The first episode felt like, I know I'm going to be miserable. I know I'm going to hate this. <laughs> but it like I I still don't know quite what to expect. You I still don't like okay, you. I'm. What did you think? Say by the I'm bell was I'm shaking all, on the train all the way to Pan Am, and then the second episode. The second episode, Scott. I am banging on the wall. That's yes, how upset I that, am. Please. But but seriously, the second episode. That was. I think the second episode's when, better than the first one. That was when Katniss Everdeen in the second movie went like. She's she's won the first Hunger Games and she's like, ha ha, you bitches can't get me now. And then surprise, we got the quarter fucking quell where they decide you knew this was to, a two parter. They decide to bring her back in. They sneak her back in there and she's like, well, fuck, I'm still dealing with my PTSD from the first Hunger Games. See, Haley's lying to you all. She said she had a great time. I did not. You were smiling the entire time. You're like, I can't believe I went 30 years without watching this. I'm going to binge watch the entire series now. Was that fun for you? That fantasy that you just... <laughs> that fantasy that you just lived through? Just so you know, there at least 75% of our, our audience loves Saved by the Bell. I say about the bell up. Well, guess what? It's the first time in my life I'm the 1%, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> and I'm going to I can't even say I, I can I can't even say that I savor that anymore because I'm no longer I'm no longer that person. Well, I still hate it. So, yeah, maybe I am still in the 1%. <laughs> but I just don't like shows like these. I grew up with it because like so growing up, like the cartoons that we had for like my demographic was, I mean, later we had Recess, but at this time in the early 90s, they were turning every like movie inappropriately into a TV uh, animated series. Like they had RoboCop, Rambo. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't want to watch those Saturday mornings, so I'd watch Say by the Bell. Okay. So like. Well, you see, here's the problem, Scott. According to Zach Morris in this episode, I was poor <laughs> because I didn't have cable, as we all know. Well, maybe not all of us, but those few you, dedicated you've listeners. Talked <laughs> you've talked about it right before you go into singing the theme song to Wishbone. What's the story, Wishbone? Let's take another look. Haley, you're ruining Christmas. Familiar, like the story from a book. And Shake Christmas is officially wishbone. ruined. Let's I have to talk over this so Spin that we don't adventure. have to pay royalties or get sued. <laughs> wishbone on the trail. Why are you doing this? Because <laughs> I love it. But... Okay, so you have to give us the TV guide rule. No ifs, ands, or buts. There's so many buts. There are so a lot of high-waisted jeans. Yeah, I was about to say. You, so many buts crammed into some high-waisted jeans. Yeah, you see everything in those very tight pants. Yeah, it's it's very, like, it, it's not even it, sexy. It's like, oh, God, she must have to, like, pinch that wedgie so bad. 
And one of the people is Zach's mom. Do we see her ass in this? Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, when she's hugging him and you're like, what's going on here? Well, they're fucking, so. (laughs) They're like, they're, okay, so Zach Morris, I've never got into do a a Zach and his mom episode, so congratulations. (laughs) Tip my cap to you, sir. (laughs) But they have like the. So glad I could be here for you. They have the relationship of like the mother and the son from Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Yes. It's very, oh, you've seen Sleepwalkers. No. Okay. I'm just agreeing with you. Sleepwalkers is about cat people who are mother and son, but there's so much more. <laughs> That's what I should I don't even need to see it, okay? This is like, this is a Habsburg situation, <laughs> if there ever was one. <laughs> Mommy, daddy, am I okay? Their family tree is like less of a tree and more of a shrub. What is the TV Guide rule for this episode? Then we'll get back to the oh, very the creepy rule. TV Guide rule. The TV Guide rule. Zach Morris is on Christmas break with his buddies, and they spend the entirety of it, as you do, at the mall, because that's what you did in the 90s. <laughs> you roamed the mall like a pack of wild hyenas, and... Zach stumbles across a girl who's really hungry. Well, first he runs into a man who's also I really don't hungry. Think all of this is going to fit in the TV guide blurb. And then he runs into a girl who's really hungry and surprised. He finds out that hungry girl is homeless. <laughs> Very good. And. Like and every other woman he comes across in his life, he has got. To fucking get involved in her life. Well, he has got to wedge himself in there. So physically and otherwise. So with with Zach's mom, the way she is basically fucking horn dog. But she she basically condones him wanting to how do I put this eloquently? Bang this chick. Um <laughs> Because at the end of the episode, she offers for for Laura and her dad, Frank, to stay in their house. His mom, throughout the entire series, she's either like a bastion of like, oh, Zach, don't do that. Or, oh, yeah, Zach, you can, you know, go swim in the shallow end. Yeah, you you can, you know, give candy out to girls and have them sit on Santa's lap. But you know what you can't do, Zach? You can't ruin the work of Charles Dickens. And he did. But, yep, he did it anyway. This is around the same time that the Jim Henson Company did Muppet Christmas Carol, so. The best Christmas movie that yeah, ever lived. Yeah, so, so you have two versions. You have one where basically they're whoring out this, what's it, Moody's Shop for Men? Yes. There's no way there was a children's department. We saw that entire department store yeah there it's just a men's warehouse and guess what i don't like the way i look and i can guarantee that (laughs) it's just big and tall there's no tiny yeah and this guy is okay so the boss mr moody is the biggest prick on the yeah he features prominently at least both yeah the three people like normally in the say by the bell episode 
when there's a guest spot, it's like, oh, hey, don't you think that's great? Oh, great. And then they cut the person off and the person never gets to speak. Okay. In this, Frank, Laura, and Mr. Moody have more than like 15 lines. They they talk most of the episode. It is a Christmas miracle, Scott. <laughs> oh, if you want a Christmas miracle, I can give you some information about Peter Engel, the guy who created Saved by the Bell. I, I have a challenge for you before you do that. As someone who's never seen Saved by the Bell until now. Um, do you need to know who's banging who? I, yeah, I just need a brief description of these characters. Like, just their most prominent features. Like, we all know that, what's her name? She, she's in the opening of this podcast. Oh, um, well, not this season. but Not this season, but. Jesse. Okay, so. Jesse. So Zach Morris is our lead character. Yep. He's in love with Kelly Kapowski. Okay. But this is the part where they've broken up because she she slept with or cheated on Zach with her, <laughs> Yeah, okay. With with her boss at the max. Oh, lovely. Um so they're broken up, but they still have sexual tension. Then you have Slater, who is the jock. Uh-huh. He, he's with Jesse. Okay. That's why she calls him a pig and he calls her mama. What? (laughs) What? Yes. Those aren't actually their pet names for each other, right? Sometimes she calls him Bubba. What? Are you messing with me? I'm not. I swear to God. (laughs) That's not a thing. Yes, it is. No. Like, she said pig like she was disgusted because he made a, like, a... Yeah. And And every now and then he'll go, oink, oink, baby. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I actually did throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Le- Lisa. Ugh. Okay, so Lisa is basically she's the one who's kind of always single throughout the. Good for her. Yeah. At one point, she dates. I've Zach. seen what this town has to offer. At one point, she dates Zach. I am not impressed. But like Screech is always after her. Screech always wants to date her. And Screech is so confusing because in this, they make him seem like he's a moron. But Screech is the smartest one out of all of them. He has the highest score IQ um, in the school. He's an idiot savant? No, he built a fucking robot and he knows astrophysics. Yeah, but he also has the confidence of a man who will either grab your tits or throw acid in your face. Or both. Haley, we said we wouldn't talk about Dustin Diamond. (laughs) <laughs> wait what no I was, i'm joking did that actually happen no no okay no rest in peace Justin diamond oh well i don't know okay but i know nothing okay, i am a blank but you need to know about the real dustin diamond you asked about because you're like wasn't he a criminal no he was a child actor who yeah i think i was just thinking like because there have been on prominent like '90s kid shows, there have been people who have turned up, like um, the power, like the Red Power Ranger. Right. Holy but, shit! Yes, story. Dustin Diamond of all of them did not turn out great. He didn't really have a career, unlike the rest of them. Okay. He did. At this time, when he was on Saved by the Bell, he got into martial arts, but then he also got into buying guns. Oh. And then. He spent all of his money or his money was stolen by his parents. 
And then well, no, that's unfortunate. And no one wanted to. He was the only one who was actually like. They're all supposed to be seventeen. Are you saying the guns didn't protect him from from his parents? So they were all seventeen or eighteen at the start of it, like three years ago. Except him, he was like fourteen when they started filming the show. Uh huh. So he was always like three years behind them. Oh. And they were all kind of dating each other in a very sexual way i'm sure they were why are we whispering and he basically was like i'm going to karate practice guys <laughs> so so yes I'm two stripes away from my orange belt yeah so after that dustin diamond could never find his footing he, he failed as a comedian he lost all his money he oh my god are you saying he's like the peter pan of this he's like the bobby driscoll yeah 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 he he lost his all his money. He then had to write a tell-all book and do pornography. So after he did porn, he then <laughs> got into bar fights and stabbed a guy. That wasn't a cut, by the way. That was just genuine silence from me. <laughs> he stabbed a guy on Christmas. Oh, so that is a crime. Yes, but then when... This is quite the journey you're taking me on. Then he got diagnosed with stage four bone cancer and died immediately well i mean so you know there's a lot of highs and well the most no there's not really the most heartbreaking peaks and valleys can i tell you the most heartbreaking Uh so ac slater Wait before you do before i like i say anything further did the guy he stabbed die no oh okay good no he like stabbed the guy in the leg that's still not great like no, like he he just stabbed him in the calf. Like that's the, still not great. I know, but like it didn't cause. I don't know if you've ever been stabbed, but genuinely. So, right, right after he had the incident with the stabbing, and before he got the cancer diagnosis, he did an interview with Access Hollywood with Mario Lopez, who plays AC Slater. Oh boy. And you would have thought that Ace, that Mario, I keep calling him AC Slater, that Mario Lopez and him had never met before. The way they're talking and the way he, Mario Lopez is talking to Dustin Diamond is like they were strangers. Like he's being. It sounds like they might as well have been. And, and it's so sad. Now back to the Christmas episode. Because this is a Christmas episode. It's not like we're, you know, recording this, you know, months before in between seasons five and season six on our break. And it's not like it's like 96 degrees. Out. Nine, yeah, 96 degrees. But so Audio. I don't know what you're talking about. We are recording this at the beginning of December. It is a nice where is chilly Zach, 32 degrees. Where out. is Zach Morris dressed as Santa to rain down in, like fake snow on us? Which, you can't do that in a hospital. That is a health violation. You can if you twist the pipes around and get the ashes from the crematorium to go up into the vents. This is like kind of the best that Lisa has come across in the entire series because in this, she's very caring. So if you've noticed in this episode, Lisa and Zach don't really work. Like... She's a candy striper at the hospital where her mom is chief surgeon. Yeah. Her mom is the best, like, surgeon in all of L.A., and her dad is a brain surgeon. 
So she's super rich. Okay. Zach, his dad, pretty much makes computers, and it's hinted at that he's making the internet. Okay. So that's why Zach never has to worry about money. Clearly not. Because, like... As he said, and I will repeat, the only, like, the or, like, the what did he say? The poorest person in my neighborhood was just the people who didn't have cable. Yeah, the so people me, who had basic cable. Me. <laughs> me, Zach. Thanks. So, I love how, like, he bumps into poor Laura, who's late to work, and, like, an apple falls out of her bag. Well, wait, what do we see before then? So, they go, oh, wait, the very beginning. Yeah, that's how we bump, yeah, that's how no, we No, no, the it. cookie scene, where they're all, where his mom's like, oh, I, Zach helped me bake these cookies. He did not help you bake those cookies, Barbara. Oh, and they're eating. He did not help you bake. He sliced the Toll House cookie roll. For you. Those are penis-shaped gingerbread. Yeah. And I love how when uh, Slater's like, like, oh, why didn't you bake me a gingerbread girls or whatever? Gingerbread chicks. Gingerbread chicks. And Zach is like, oh, what's the matter? You need a date for New Year's? I wanted him to turn to Zach and be like, no, Zach, I'm too busy eating out your girlfriend. So. <laughs> well, it's funny that you. Oh, my God. Was I right about that, too? Him? No. No. He never. Uh, A.C. Slater never got with Kelly. They, But they did have a rivalry in the beginning. So, like, when the show started, A.C. Slater and Zach were, like, enemies, both vying over Kelly. But their chemistry was so good. They found out that Mario Lopez and Mark Paul Gossler were such good friends that they're like, okay, we got to change it because they work better together than they do as enemies. So cute. <laughs> yeah, basically kiss. Oh, I never got to tell my story about Peter Engel, the creator of Say by the Bell. But so so I was right. Do I have superpowers? No, now? you're not right because he's dating Jesse. Oh. Zach and Jesse are just best friends. Okay. Great. And okay. So Peter Engel, the guy who created this show. Yes. His power move uh-huh. is when he's trying to close a deal, he'll be like I have to go to the bathroom and, and the person he's doing business with always follows him in and he drops what? his pants all the way down while he pees and you have to talk to him while his bare bopkin is out. I don't like that you called it a bopkin for one. His bare butt there. I don't, why does the person follow him him in? I don't know. Why do they do that? I don't know, but that's many, weird. Many people said that they've had that experience with him when they go to the bathroom. That is not a power move. That is making yourself vulnerable. <laughs> I would feel like you think someone's going to take like a Roman candle and be like, "Ha ha ha!" You left it. You're exp- very vulnerable when you're on the on the can, or no, in his case, standing at the urinal. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> ass out, dick out, like. You think that you think that some and your pants are all the way down on your ankles. You can't make a quick getaway. I still think that someone's just gonna come in with that's a rope. the guy who dies in the zombie movie. He's in the bathroom trying to make a deal, and then the zombie horde comes roaming down the halls. And what does he do? He can't go anywhere. Hey, hey, get back here! Nom, 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 nom. That's like, not. I got to get my I pants up. I have so many questions. One, how did you learn that? It's in his biography. That's so weird. 
does he explain the purpose of that? It's a power move. How is that a power move? Because it makes them like... Uh, 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 Why are they... Like, st- I've never been to like a like an interview where I've just been like halfway through like I have to go to the bathroom and no then the no it's not an interview follow- it's it's basically like like say he's with like the head of NBC it doesn't matter if like head of the company or no like if you have to pee I don't know any like who are these people that are just like I have to follow him in this conversation cannot end here I'm sorry. I just got distracted by Stella. She just sat next to me, and she is in full Beyonce pose. Oh she looks God. so majestic. Yes, she is. Hang on. I have to take a photo. Well, they hint at the fact that Derek Morris is probably going to offer this guy a job because Derek Morris pretty much owns like the equivalent of what Yahoo ends up becoming. Mm. So, or or Intel or Microsoft. Like he basically has his own. Yeah. IBM. Well, here's the thing. He says he this the the guy who Laura's dad Frank Frank. He said he worked for a computer company company making microchips. He said right, but he didn't say. Well, he didn't say he made the microchips. No, it it was a computer programming. Yeah, but he never said what he did. Right. So, like so, he could have been the company hired assassin. Man like that, he's like a John Wick. He does a ton of wet work. <laughs> Every company had their own hired assassin. <laughs> what would that world look like? It's called John Wick. Yeah, but no, that's just assassins. Like, we're talking about company-assigned assassins. You- like, you have your... You have your custodian, you have your administrative assistant, and then you have the company assassin. I mean, you would need a guy who kind of looks like Frank, who looks like this. Like, like yeah, you... like an everyman. Yeah. You never see it come and he blends in. Yeah, like Bob Odenkirk and nobody. Like, yeah. Yeah, you need a guy. That, that's probably what he did. Oh, man. I, I went from killing people to now my daughter has to work at Moody's store for men. <laughs> There's something off about Mr. Moody. Like, I don't know what it is. He <sighs> is he because he's homeless, Scott? Are you judging him just like no. Mr. Moody judged him? <laughs> just like Mr. Moody judged. I'm Laura? saying there's something off with Mr. Moody. Oh, Mr. Moody. Sorry, I'm getting my wires crossed. No, I'm saying there's something off with Mr. Moody because they're like Santa Claus. Oh yeah, the fat man. He's got cholesterol issues. I have met people like Mr. Moody. There's something off. And also, the other thing is, like... Is that the next episode? There's something off about Mr. Moody? No, you never see him again either because, you know, Frank probably did some wet work with that guy for treating his daughter like shit. (laughs) I love that we've established in this story that Frank is actually an assassin. (laughs) How great would that be if, like... Like, he does get back on his feet. He just starts posing as Mr. Moody. And, like, everyone in, in the mall knows th- that Mr. Moody was killed. Mm. But they like Frank better. So they just let it happen that he is now the owner of Mr. Moody's. Is that a better episode? I mean, that's a very interesting episode, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but yeah, we see a lot of speaking of which <laughs> Mr. Moody, there like no 
no show that I have seen as of yet re- reveals the challenges of working retail at Christmas time. Quite like Slater getting strangled by a woman. Well, I used to work retail at Christmas yes, time. Yes. And I don't tell, think I've tell, ever told this story. Tell the story, Scott. Here, let me sit on your lap like you're Santa. <laughs> Will you tell this story? Oh, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> but I used to work. Yeah, at- it was weird in this fucking show, too. I, I used to work for Gap. Yep. Um, I Wait, are you allowed to say that? Should you be saying that? Yes, because what I'm about to say. Okay, all right, go on. Because it was one of my first jobs. Yep. One of the best jobs I ever had. Okay. One of the best after school jobs I ever had. Gap is great. They treat their employees amazingly. Well, your Gap did. Let's, let's clarify. Here. My Gap did. Yes, your Gap did. Anyways, so... On Christmas Eve, a woman comes in, frantic, goes through every... Like, like you do on Christmas. She literally... Wait, lo- was this Christmas Eve, you said, right? Christmas Eve, not Christmas Oh, Eve. you idiot. Not you, her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Is there something wrong? No, no. Like, well, granted, I mean, I know people who are guilty of it, too, but like... So she comes in frantic on Christmas Eve. Stella just put her hand up. Are you consoling me, she, sweetheart? She senses your distress. So I'm gonna take a picture of this too. So on Christmas Eve, she comes in all frantic. She literally looked like she stuck her finger in a light socket, and she uh, buys pretty much everything that's in the clearance section. And she throws it down. And the one thing that she pulled that wasn't in the clearance, clearly someone put a full price skirt back with all of the clearance stuff. This denim skirt was $49, not on sale. And I told her that. And she just goes, I am here because my husband is in the hospital in Utah. He has cancer that he got in the vietnam war Wait, your husband is in utah none of what she says makes any sense why are you in a massachusetts gap <laughs> yeah on christmas eve and then she goes yeah this is bullshit <laughs> i'm calling she go- bullshit she goes it's your fault i hope you get drafted in the vietnam war and get Again? cancer too. <laughs> I hope you get in your fucking and time machine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so. And you go back to the Vietnam War where you are drafted. <laughs> so after she wished cancer on me, I just go, la 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 la. <laughs> so I'm like, so you don't want the skirt? And she goes, no, I don't want the skirt. I'm like, would you like to open a gap card? Because you'll save 50% on everything. And I got her to open a gap card. You're shitting me. I am not. You never told me that part of the story. I had to wait till on mic because it's too good. Oh my. You were saving that this whole time. Yes. You After all, she must have been off her rocker. So my, my manager. Her husband in Utah would be very disappointed right now. My assistant manager saw everything. And she was like a deer in the headlights. She felt so bad. So after this woman left, I still had five hours in my shift left. Yeah. I got paid 
for the entire shift. I got my next shift off covered because they felt so bad. And I got to take home the entire Christmas cake because they felt so bad. They they bought the Christmas cake. They they bought a cake for everyone who had to work Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So they let me take that home. And uh, I was like, this is awesome. They're like, we are so sorry. I'm like, I didn't even care because she was crazy. And I got her to open a gap card. Surprise, surprise. So I basically, I got out early, so I went to the movies. Nice. Yeah. So this was 2008. So did I see Princess and the Frog? Is that what I went to go see? Oh. No, 2007. Okay. So no. But... But yeah, working retail sucks. So like... I am so glad I never had to work retail. I did work in food service though. So, you know, that's still bad. (laughs) Sometimes worse, sometimes better. Depends on the day. I mean, I I have so many stories from working at Gab. I said it was a great job. Um, I worked at two different Gab's. Oh, what is with our dogs They're too cute today. They're so cuddly. McCoy just rested between my legs, and now he's put his paw just like resting gently on my leg, like a little gentleman. So, oh. so yeah, the gap that I worked at, I worked at two different gaps. Yes. The first one I ever worked at was a gap and a gap body. Do you know what gap body what is? What hell is a gap body? They were the lingerie store to compete with Victoria's Secret. Oh, well, they didn't compete now, did they? So working retail on Christmas Eve is no picnic. Right, as we as we see from Slater. And you know what? The sad part is it's so, like, normal. <laughs> yeah. We've all seen the videos of Black Friday. Like, we've seen this. This is not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, that that same shift... Yeah. A woman at the beginning, the way my shift started, mm-hmm. a woman put her two-year-old on the counter to sit while she got her credit card and the two-year-old shat <laughs> all over. Like she was wearing a diaper. There was, <laughs> but, but the, the kid was making faces and, and the mom's like, are you being silly, Amanda? And and I'm like, no, I don't think she's making funny faces for that reason. And then I don't know if you heard that. I held my mic way far away. But she paid for her stuff, left, and the smell lingered. Of course it did. And we had to spray an entire bottle of Gap Cologne of the tester to even make that smell a tiny bit go away. <laughs> So we, I knew that that shift was going to be an amazing Wait shift. Wait a minute. So did the cologne do its job? No. Because then at least you could advertise that the cologne can disguise it did for the, the smell first, of shit. For the first two hours, yes. Okay. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, so. So like that's the type of stuff you, you get into. Moody, on the other yeah. hand, he sees that the sports jacket is gone. Oh, right. So that, yeah, that comes later. Yeah. Um, that's in the second episode because mm-hmm. of course we have to have a moment of 
you know, discriminating against the homeless person. Like Moody finds out Laura is homeless. And the first and thing he's he like, says, well, she, yeah, she's, you can't hire people like that because they steal. It's like, or. Bullshit. Stop being an asshole. It's like if they wanted to steal, they'd walk into your store and steal like those fucking teenagers over in that corner there. <laughs> that was another thing that happened all the time at Gap. Yeah. Of course it did. We literally had to hire a a like undercover security guard. Yeah. Yeah. But but my point is it's like if somebody's going to steal, they're not going to go through the process of getting hired. Yeah. The, that what is this happen. Ocean's 11? That doesn't Yeah, I got to infiltrate the place That's first. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. This is what I'm going to I'm going to sign all this paperwork. And I'm going to sign the W-2 and then I'm going to walk out of here with all these free pants. No! <laughs> Do you no! know how many Hugo Bosch suits I can steal? Yeah. Kenneth Cole, here I come. Oh, Armani. No, they're too busy walking in there with a big loose sweatshirt. And they're just like, yeah, how many things can I stuff down the front? <laughs> just, but immediately he's like, yep. She's a thief. Something has gone missing. Ergo, I'm Stolen. going to. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're to blame. And Laura <laughs> runs out in a, the most dramatic fashion. But that's the second episode. Right. I I, I kind of wish someone was like, are you sure it was Laura who stole it and not those two kids? One of them's literally wearing the blazer and the other one's huffing paint. Yeah. <laughs> no, she stole it. No, I'm pretty sure that guy still has the security tag on. Yeah. But like the entire like this entire Christmas episode, it could have t taken place at any type of random holiday. This could have been Halloween. This could have been like Fourth of July. Yeah. Like Christmas barely plays. Well, again, you have to play into the whole Christmas Carol theme. Right. That's yeah. what they were going for. Yeah. And granted, it it's a much more interesting take than just doing a Christmas Carol. You yeah. know what I mean? But oh, yeah. can I talk about how I, you got scared watching this episode? Sure. There was one moment that scared the shit out of Haley, and it was when um, Laura tells Screech that you know, uh, I, I think she says like he's sweet or something, and he just turns around and gets right in her face and goes, "Want a date?" And it's the shit out of you it really did but that's why i say he, that's the kind of like guy who you're not quite sure if he's just walking in the same direction as you or um he has you know something else on his mind like well, throwing acid in your face well on the same that's the that kind of like right. <laughs> just knee-jerk reaction on the save by the bell reboot they honor him and they make him a nasa astronaut um but they could have easily turned him into BTK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, if if Samuel Screech Powers ended up becoming a serial killer, it would have made me laugh. Yeah. But in, in this episode, you have, like, they kind of waste time having Jesse be working for Santa. Like, she's not dressed as an elf. She's not dressed as Mrs. Claus. Yeah, let's talk about where they all are. Obviously, we know Slater is running the gift wrapping. Yeah. You know, stop at the mall, which is a novelty. Yeah. No, um, those still exist. 
they do, but they're still like. Now they're free. Are they free? Different okay. stores don't charge. All right. Well, anyway, so then you've got. Um, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly is um, working at Moody's with Laura. Yep. And Jesse works for Santa. Yeah. But she's not dressed as an elf. She's not dressed as Mrs. Claus. She's she's making eight dollars an hour is what she's doing. Yeah, but she she Which is wearing a Santa costume. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Isn't that the dress code for the North Pole? <laughs> Everybody dresses like candy canes up there, Scott. <laughs> also, with with uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, I think. No, this was before she got the Roland Showgirls because season four they got picked up for a uh, extra season and yeah. she was gone because she was making Showgirls. Mm. Um, so I think that was a year later. But like yeah. in this entire episode, um, she has a nemesis. She has a little boy who who keeps kicking her. Yeah. And then that leads her to letting Zach cut the line <laughs> to to get Laura. With. To see Santa? Yeah. And basically, uh, I, I love I love how they have her whisper in Santa's ear. Like, it's like lost in translation. Like, what did she say? She said, can you get my dad a job for fucking Christmas? That's what she said. <laughs> and, and Santa's I, like, I've never heard that. I bullshit, guarantee you I bet have. you have. Like, the, the most common things you probably heard is, will you get my parents back together? Will you get my dad a job? Can you bring grandpa back? Yeah. Like... Yep, it's not all sky dancers and Tonka trucks, okay? Yeah, sometimes you'll get a nin- Ninja Turtle, and sometimes you'll get a, hey, my dad went out for smokes. He hasn't come <laughs> back. But, so, yeah, and then, um, yeah, Lisa is working at the hospital. Yeah. yeah, she's a candy striper. Is that, that's, that's it. That's not a thing, though. Anymore. A candy striper? Candy striper. Yeah. They don't call them candy stripers anymore. This was 1991. I know. It's just... Or 93. Yeah. But, and Zach Morris, meanwhile... Zach is, Morris is is basically pulling money, cash out of his pants like he's a genie. Like, he's got a genie in his pants. That, I mean... I mean... I, I do like when they're in the bathroom, and he right away recognizes because uh, Frank is pulling out his, like, little shaving kit. <laughs> and... I'm sorry. That was adorable. He does. He has a really He's got a tiny shaving kit. He does. What if he just took out like an old like barber's bowl and he just starts lathering up the brush <laughs> and he takes out an old straight That would have been charming. <laughs> but no, so this to me is like, I did like this part of the episode because it, it, it was subtle. Yeah. It wasn't like somebody like they're showing somebody on the street like shivering in the snow. He wasn't like you well, know, it's California. Asking really. <laughs> him, you know what I mean though. He wasn't like you know asking for money. Yeah. Or like you know rifling through the garbage. This was a very subtle, very common, you know, thing that can happen with homelessness, where you rely on public facilities for mm-hmm. basic self care. So in that regard, like I appreciated it. Like it wasn't like aggressive. Mm-hmm. 
not to say you can't represent, you know, homelessness aggressively in media. I just mean like this was it was nice that we had a more subtle representation of what homelessness looks like. Yeah. And how it can present itself. And it's not like this. Yeah. It's not like a guy riding the rails with a bindle. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like yeah. he's, he's, you know, going. it's more realistic. Yeah. It's far more realistic. When, when we talked about mystery team, the hobo go. Yeah. <laughs> paying for stuff in buttons <laughs> but, oh boy but i love how they also like set up right away the thing that's wrong with him as a kid i thought that frank had a heart attack right R- but now as an adult now being in my 30s like it's like oh he hasn't eaten food yeah and- if you don't eat enough food that could happen to you yeah but then they're like yeah we brought you something and it's cookies i'm like i i'm pretty sure just you would like a salad yeah <laughs> he's like just what the doctor ordered no you don't need cookies but yeah so they meet frank and it's this nice very polite exchange with the exception of sh- shriek shriek screech screech keep wanting to call him shriek maybe that's because i want it what i want to do when i see him <laughs> he basically looks like if old weird al and young weird al had a baby yeah i mean he plays scrooge very well no he doesn't he sounds oh compared to the rest of them yeah he's giving royal shakespeare company no he's not he's doing yes. that that old abe simpson like oh yeah yeah ooh, uh, like he's he's not even doing a British accent. You gotta sound like this. I think you're forgetting the marvel that was Zach playing Bob Cratchit. I think Hello, you, are, sir. you are glossing oh, over that. Going back to the whole Zach Zach and Barbara Morris are fucking each other. Cause he's playing Bob Cratchit and she's playing Bob Cratchit's wife. That's no Also, like, I know like his friends are cool and everything but like 90s in high school if you're in a play with your mom oh you okay. are getting like thrown in this the dumpster gang, this gang hangs out with with zach's parents like there's no That's tomorrow weird. oh and like jesse's dad so jesse's parents are divorced it's not like she's like you guys need anything a condom some snacks i'm a cool mom no she's barbara fucking morris i mean it's not just barbara morris jesse's dad has a resort in palm springs and he and he hangs out with the kids when he's supposed to be running this like why why and this is not like it's not like a tiny hotel it's not like a little inn this is like a casino don't a they salon have adults don't they have adults to hang out with it's weird doesn't he have like poker pals to hang out with <laughs> doesn't she doesn't barbara have a book club no, she's probably one of those, like, you know, rich realtor. Yeah, she's a realtor. She is a realtor. So, obviously, this is California. <laughs> um, so, basically, when she's not selling houses, she's hanging out with her 17-year-old son and... And trying to be his, be his wingman? Yeah. Oh, there there is one where she goes with him to a nightclub. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> Barbara! Barbara, what are you doing? Live your life, Barbara. 
she's trying to live vicariously through her kid. That's what she's doing. Okay, the one thing that drove me... All that money and you can't afford a therapist, Barbara? The one thing that drove me nuts in this, and you're going to be like, really, Scott, that drove you nuts, is she just randomly shows up and you know how much I love popcorn. She has a random container of popcorn. Where the fuck did that come from, huh? I didn't see a popcorn stand. It's Christmas. You think there's like some popcorn angel? It's either that or roasted chestnuts. The snacks that they have in this are so weird because Screech is eating egg foo young at like eight in the morning or seven. Well, yeah, there's the Aunt Annie's and then there's Panda Express. I don't think Panda Express is open that early. Also, it is for Screech. I still I still don't understand why uh, because we didn't talk about. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about Kelly being vouching for Zach. Before we talk about that, can I just say, like, when when Zach's mom is trying to be his wingman. Yeah. And she's like, oh, is he giving you candy? Oh, my husband used to give me candy. It was all, it was all. It started with candy. It started with hard candy and then it ended with chocolate kisses. Kelly is vouching for Zach. And it's like, she's like, I used to date him. Wouldn't if you were Laura, wouldn't that be like a red flag? Be like, oh, so you want me to date your ex-boyfriend? Yeah, that's weird. I feel like that's a like girl code. Like she's clearly friends with Laura, or at least I feel like there's a friend vibe going on. I, I mean, hey, to each their own, but it's still fucking weird. Going back to when they introduced Frank, when Zach's like, oh, Mister, there's. You know, did you leave some money in here? And like, you think it's going to be like he left like Zach put in like 20, 30 bucks. There's four dollars. That man's still going to be hungry. I don't know. This is the 90s. He could out order half of the McDonald's menu with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell he you. You could get a nice pancake breakfast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. Now she's resting her head on his shoulder. But like it's it's four bucks. And then like he uses that four dollars to get a gift for his daughter. Does he? Yeah. That's Do we why see he, that? That's he gets the wrapping paper from Slater. Yeah. He uses the money that Zach gave him to get her a gift. What's. What do we ever see that gift? It's implied. That's why he doesn't okay. eat. That's why he doesn't eat. And oh, then he, yeah. Then he that's falls right. down. Yeah. Right. Okay. So fuck you, Zach. Give him twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get like um Oh, we also get the food humor with like when he goes on the date with Laura and she's not hungry, but then he buys her two sides of fries, two cheeseburgers, a milkshake, and a nice yeah. cream sundae. Girl can put it away. We we get with her saying she's on a diet, and mm-hmm. then Zach's like, "Isn't that weird?" And Screech goes, "No, this is L.A. Everyone's on diets." It, it's just so weird. To it's me. so nineties. Like Zach is so uncomfortably aggressive. He's like looking her up and down, like boop 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 boop, hottie. <laughs> just it's so it's such an uncomfortable exchange especially when he's like oh let me take you out on a date and then you know he makes that comment about like not being able to trust if homeless people are gonna you know spend 
the money that he he gives them on yeah you know food yeah um that that's a little rude yeah and not only that but well i mean granted of course he doesn't know that right. frank is her father he does he doesn't know that they've made the mall their home and yeah like it's home alone but it's just like you know they make it seem Wait a like minute. i think you just uncracked something that i didn't even think about do you think frank and laura were hiding in the mall in like the jc penny or the filings basement like when the store closed and they were sleeping no, on the beds no, no remember they tell they say they were sleeping in the car they said the later when yeah, she, when i mean she, it's a possibility that's what i do Oh, my God. Do you know how many times I envisioned as a child being stuck in the mall and where I would sleep? <laughs> where would you sleep, Haley? I thought about, like, well, obviously, like, there's the beds, like, the bed displays that they used to have. They don't do that anymore, do they? No. I no. know where, I, as a kid, I would have probably stayed the, but at Sears no, in the race I'm, car bed. I'm not finished. Sorry. I'm not finished. I also thought about, you know, those tall, like, containers for, like, bouncy balls i thought about like climbing in there and just like that would be so uncomfortable listen i was a child okay i know <laughs> i thought about um going taking to the all disney of store the, no i thought about like going to like one of those stores like not a grocery store but like you know like walmart or target or whatever yeah at the time and taking like all of the quilted northern and building myself a bit <laughs> I think as a kid, I thought at the Disney store they had, they don't have this anymore, but they used to have like a giant pile of stuffed animals, like yeah, in the middle of the store. And you know, I would sleep there. It's just dawning on me, you know, the fact is we're like we're talking about as children how we would fantasize like where we would sleep if we had no place to go, and the fact is this is a reality for some people. So and. It's a reality for Frank and Laura, and it is handled with a great amount of sensitivity, but also practicality. You know, they talk about how for Frank, it was a very gradual, like, you know, shift into homelessness. It didn't happen yeah. very suddenly. You know, he didn't land on his feet. And that happens. Sometimes people find themselves homeless because of you know mental illness sometimes it's to flee from an abusive situation like there's any number of things yeah but this is a man who is down on his luck and his daughter is with him i don't know where her mother is i forget if they say where her mother is but but basically they never find out. yeah they we found them know. both in this situation I mean, this laura is has a job which is great yeah this is late 80s early 90s so the cause for homelessness was probably Reaganomics. <laughs> um, but with with like Laura, she she trusts Zach right away after she gets the the green light. Like he gives such a half hearted apology, and she's like, you "Know what? You're okay." Yeah. Well, I mean. You know, he did say, like, I didn't know what I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. It was not my intention. So, like, the only you know. homeless people, uh, the only poor people I know are, you know, Haley. <laughs> only getting three channels. Uh, 
just take the salt and rub it in the wound, why don't you? <laughs> but like in the second episode, that this is where things go from like weird to absolutely crazy. Because it's weird in the first episode with with Frank, you know, just showing up. I thought they were going to turn out to be like magical people, like like magical like elves i was I was going with christmas angels like i mean granted yeah we come to expect that especially with 90s yeah in like, 90s christmas specials there's always like some sort of magical element there isn't here which right. was nice yeah that is nice except but I, that their dreams do magically you know come true in the end um because with um if if we're gonna talk about zach and and his mom being weird mm-hmm. i think the way that Laura and her dad are like the opposite. It seems more natural because they're all that each other have because of their situation where with Zach and his mom, it's like, what is their situation? They mo- Oh wait, sorry. I was, I, I, I don't know these characters as well. So Frank I thought and you Laura. were, I thought you were talking about one of the other girls. No, no. anyway, go on. No, but it's weird with with Zach and his mom because they're just rich. <laughs> and yeah, it makes sense for for Frank and Laura to stick by each other because yeah. of their situation. Yeah. Where with Zach and his mom, it's like. But I am a little alarmed by um, Laura's poker face when it comes to when it comes to her father and, you know, like. She literally gets told. Oh yeah, that that the that, that he's collapsed in the mall. And she's like, "Oh no, is he all right?" Sounds like fucking Dorothy. <laughs> oh. oh no, my father. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I love I love the, how the episode ends with the TV continued because they go in and they're like, "Laura, what the fuck are you doing here? Leave this nice man alone." <laughs> How did you get here before us? <laughs> well, you guys were distracted in the children's ward. <laughs> but I, I love how Laura's like, oh, this is Frank Bennett, my father. What? <laughs> and then I love... Because I'm sitting by the girl. No, you're not. <laughs> I love how they open up the recap with Zach just walking. Nothing like being in the mall at Christmas time. Magical things can happen. Oh no! People can strangle you with with ties. You can befriend homeless people and make all their dreams come true. You can have Screech holding a baby that seems to endlessly piss itself. (laughs) Oh, what we didn't talk about is they they're on. They get two weeks for Christmas break. Yeah, they're in high school. Yeah, no. You get a week. Eh. No, you get a week. College, you get like... I thought you get two weeks. No, you get a week. I feel like I remember two weeks because of, like, um, some schools... Some schools, but... They uh, go till New Year's. Wait, no, that's a week. <laughs> Are you okay? No. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that, how Screech is, like, just trying different gift ideas. Oh, and we also forgot how Screech mentioned 
What was the MC Hammer joke? Did you write it down? Uh, the whitest joke in America? Yeah. Yeah. When uh, he's talking about like Christmas rapping and he's like, oh, is that an MC Hammer song? Christmas rap? At this point, MC Hammer was the biggest <laughs> star in the world. But at the same time, he was also the man who was spending money on very frivolous things like a uh, hundred person entourage. <laughs> No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Think of all the Lauras he could have helped. <laughs> Think of all the Franks he could have saved. But no. Yeah, but in episode two, like, we start with a recap. Mm-hmm. And, like, Zach is so nonchalant when he talks about meeting Laura and Frank. Like... It's weird. It's very weird. Well, I mean, I guess. He's like, I met the girl of my dreams. Too bad she's poor. <laughs> and then then basically that's where we get him giving cookies to Yeah. Frank. Yeah. No, you did a bad thing. The doctor just comes in like, whoa, 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 whoa. This man His gets jello. His blood pressure is high enough as it is. His cholesterol is through the roof. He needs kale. He needs he needs quinoa. This is the 90s. Take your cookies and go. This is the 90s. When someone collapsed and ended up in the hospital, he should have been like surrounded by like a yeah. bunch of like saltine I mean, crackers. Bo- bonus po- Well, yeah. And if you're my high school nurse, you get saltine crackers and mints that... The, the the medicine to cure all ills. So, like... But I, I do give them credit for at least showing a portion of an accurate CPR situation. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. They don't do the chest compressions, but they yeah, do the Yeah, but breath. they clear the airway. They, like... But that was, you know... Because, because Slater is a lifeguard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't do chest compressions. He just breathes into the yeah yeah into the face mask thingy but like yeah because that was a thing too back then also the way that everyone treats zach it's almost like he's a cult leader because when laura's like because zach goes in to talk to moody to get laura to be in the show isn't he though scott (laughs) stopping you're ruining our cult welcome yes do you want to tell that story? <laughs> I was watching a documentary on Teal Swan. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, she's a fucking cult leader. <laughs> Do not look up her shit. Well, I mean, you can. but Do just whatever jo- you want. Just don't join her cult, please. Yeah. Don't spend the 1500 to go to her show. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I just... <laughs> but there's a part in the documentary where... where the guy that Teal Swan is into is married. He marries this woman. Yeah. And they're going around telling her what they hate about her. And I just said, stop it. You're ruining our cult. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, at least, it is, you know, that would be nice to be honest about it. But, but with Laura, Laura's, like, because Zach goes to talk to Moody to get Laura in the terrible version of the Christmas Carol that they're doing. And 
uh, she goes, oh my God, Zach's going to get me fire and <laughs> fired. And, and Kelly is like, shut up. You don't speak ill of Zach Morris. Like pretty much. <laughs> she, she's like, Zach would never do anything to hurt you or get you in trouble. But the way she does it is like, and for $500 in a bunch of books, <laughs> you can, you too can find yourself. Zach has taught us about the talisman. Yeah. Um, but like then the, the pageant they, they put on, we haven't even talked about the fact that Moody looks like Orville Redenbacher, but like that's a well we don't even have to go down. Yeah, I'd rather not. But he does. Um, but during this entire performance, like Moody's face, his facial expressions, I can't tell if he hates the advertising or I if know, he likes right? it. Because at first she's like, and like, is he getting mad or is he happy? I don't know what's going on. And then like he rushes the stage like he's at a Springsteen concert. And then but then he shakes every shake. Yeah. Shake Zach's hand. So wouldn't it be great if he just punched him in the face? (laughs) How dare you? That was terrible advertising. Oh, so are you implying that I'm an old miser? How dare you? So, yeah, then he comes back to the store after the performance and says that she stole it. Yeah, well, okay, but how the fuck would she be able to do that? She was doing a play the entire time. Is this like once again a Danny Ocean thing? Well, I think he thinks like they're just like Victorian pickpockets. Hello, hello, hello. One minute you have a pocket watch and a monocle and the next minute you don't you gotta pick a pocket or two. <laughs> oh, there's a movie um but uh, what was i gonna say yeah so uh and the code is missing because kelly, kelly is being a decent person yeah she's like oh her dad needs a nice jacket for, to get an interview so he can get a job. And Laura needs a job so she doesn't have to steal. <laughs> but Mr. Moody has it backwards. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, he calls the cops. He calls security. Yeah. He calls mall security. I'm angry. And then they're like, you fucking piece of shit. I was going to buy that for her. But you had to go be a dick. Thanks for ruining Christmas, you son of a bitch. Moody's store for men. Yes, and he redeems himself later because he gives her the jacket, which I'm pretty sure Kelly still paid for. Yeah. And then he's like, I'll see you Thursday. I wish, and Laura's like, yeah, you will. I wish she goes, no. (laughs) No, you won't. You're a horrible person. But she's like, yes, Or better yet, she does steal from him after that. Wait, the the loophole that I just thought of is you need to fill out like a W-4 okay. to, to work in a store. You need to put an address. How did she get that job? Well, they don't have an address. If you're in the parking lot, it's still technically an address, Scott. Like, do they have a P.O. box? What? How the fuck? Could could be. You don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, so then, like, the episode ends with with them coming over for dinner and Christmas, you know. Cheer. Cheer. And we also find out that Laura ate 
three lamb chops, four baked potatoes. Like, they keep doing this food joke of how much they're eating. Yeah. That's that's where it's like... Ooh. Yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. Um, but then it ends with them being like, oh, we can't get you a gift, or can we? And then they play Hark... <laughs> what is it? Hark the Angel Hurt or whatever? Silent Night... I think. No, it's Hark. Da, 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 da. No. Hark the Herald. No, it was Silent Night. Ugh. I think they do two songs in an encore. Round, they said Round Young Virgin, Mother and Child. That sound, that's Silent Night. Whatever. It's awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah. and I don't like that. I know that, by the way. <laughs> and then it's implied that they're going to stay indefinitely with the Morrises until he gets a job. Yep. Remember, Scott, the best gifts are the ones you can't wrap, according to Zach's mother. And by the way, at the very end, the douchiest move, like, you know, they're like, oh, how can we ever thank you for letting us stay with you? And he's like, well, I guess you can give me a kiss. That's a predator move. You're exerting your power. For Zach sexual Morris is favors. Trash. Yeah, Zach Morris is trash. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and are we gonna get in trouble for using that? Eh, no. I've done it before. Okay. Okay, and the Zach o- Morris is a piece of shit. But the other thing, um, at the beginning of the episode, he goes, I know what I want for Christmas, and his mom goes, I don't think I can find a box that big. The this episode, this is a Christmas episode. This is when I think of schlocky TV Christmas episodes, this is what I think of. Oh, this is schlocky all the way. So, how many bagels? <laughs> um, I mean, I can't fault it entirely because I did credit it with giving us a more subtle representation of homelessness. And, uh, I mean... Like, it was nice that they were coming together for their friend. And it wasn't just like, oh, magic, Christmas magic, Christmas miracles. It was just nice people doing the decent thing. But at the same time, it's like, these, these rich white fuckers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how many bagels? Um, five. Okay, I'm going to go right in the middle and do six and a half. Okay. <laughs> so that was our Christmas episode. Christmas in July. I can't wait to listen to this. In three this'll months. Be a, yeah, this will be three months. This is coming out in December. I'm pretty sure there's more than three months. Scott. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Wow, and it's I hot. thought I couldn't do math. It's really hot, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's Christmas and our brains are melting. Yeah, five months, okay? Five months. <laughs> so I have another podcast. It's called Hell is a Musical. It's on the Zero Science Network. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us, Hell is a Musical podcast at gmail.com you can follow this podcast on twitter instagram and facebook and email us at writers at gmail.com um sweetie thanks for doing this wait i want to talk about my other podcast what other podcast do you have 
the Stella and McCoy podcast. <sighs> Thank you for doing this. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye.